0: among
2: the stars shining a light on the leaders and luminaries of today and tomorrow you're listening to true north with your host dirk hobbs
1: good saturday morning southern colorado welcome to saturday i'm so excited it is October 23rd here in, in our great state, and it's a beautiful quasi-summer, quasi-fall weekend. And uh, it's a great time to be alive in Southern Colorado. You're listening to True North. We're glad you're here. And uh, it is, it's, it's, there's no football being played here in Southern Colorado on Colorado soil this weekend. Okay, no college football is being played, so I'm a little depressed. However... However, the Air Force Academy is 6-0, and, oh, and they are over in Annapolis today to take on Navy. This is their first step of two to, re- to retain the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Uh, they're on today at CB- on CBS at noon, so KKTV will be airing that for us. Thank you very much. Those are our partners with True North, and uh, they've got the game of the region all right, I appreciate that. So, big game at noon. Find a soft, comfy couch, hang out, and enjoy your afternoon as the Air Force Falcons uh, strive to do their seven and zero grab here. And I'll tell you, they're atop the Mountain West, and they are in the top twenty-five. They're number twenty-two. Congratulations, Coach Calhoun and company, for earning a spot on this way uh, this week's AP Top twenty-five. Uh, it's a big deal. And I've been bragging about these guys all season. We've got an NCAA Division I team here, and man, are they giving us a show. So thank you, Coach Calhoun and team. Go Falcons. Uh, CSU Rams are in Las Vegas taking on the UNLV, uh, running Rebels. And, of course, our CU Buffs are in Los Angeles taking on the Bruins. They are 4-2. and two. Uh, The Bruins are. Now the Buffs are 4-3. and three. Coach Prime, not pleased with his team's second half performance, uh, blowing a 29-point halftime lead uh, that led to their falling to subpar Stanford at home last week. So I I would hate to have been in that locker room uh, and hearing, hearing uh, Coach Prime do do his little uh, thing. There's probably another side of Prime we, we're not going to see on camera uh, that came came to light that morning. So... And, of course, my Ole Miss Rebels are in Auburn today. I know you're like, what are you, what are you talking about, Ole Miss, here in Southern Colorado? Because, uh, well, it's it's our show, and and so we get to talk about Ole Miss because that's my alma mater. Very proud of it. Uh, our boys are 5-1 and one in Auburn today on ESPN at 7 p.m. Uh, Auburn's always a tricky one to get around, even though they're – they're less than uh, less than five hundred so far this year. Uh, it's a struggling team, but never count them out. The SEC is just one of those, you know, one of those divisions that y- there's no crip games, there's no soft games, period. So, go Rebs, uh, seven o'clock on ESPN today. But um, the main reason we're here. Oh, by the way, before I go to that, how do you like our new opening? Uh, send us an email at uh, info at dot com. Did you like that opening? I loved it. I've shopped that around internally here. The folks like it. Um, this That voiceover is the uber-talented Allie Carter. And Allie is my sister in Charleston, South Carolina. She did that. And her husband is also an award-winning guitarist uh, with Driving and Crying. If you're from the southeast uh, and we're... Driving around in, with uh, in your Jeep with the radio on back in the eighties and nineties, you probably knew driving and crying. Uh, they're in the twenty. They are twenty fifteen Georgia Music Hall of Fame inductees, and uh, these guys are the real deal. But anyway, uh, we're having a lot of fun with that new intro. Hopefully, you like it. Uh, it's just a little something to catch your attention and uh, know that it's time for True North. And what that means is we're in front of somebody. Uh, Across the board, here who is really moving the needle here in Southern Colorado. I am with somebody who has uh, had an incredible personal journey, professional journey, and now he is living out his personal mission here in Southern Colorado with Springs Rescue Mission. I'm here with none other than Major General Jack Briggs. Good morning, sir.
2: Good morning, Dirk.
1: Glad you're here, brother.
2: I'm happy to be here with you, brother.
1: Hey, uh, you know, this organization is extremely special. And uh, in 1995, God filled Paul and Marilyn Visoric. I hope I got that right. You got it close enough. All right. Uh, with the desire to serve the poor, hungry, and homeless neighbors of Colorado Springs in 1996, their ministry grew into a small one-room uh, food pantry, and Springs Rescue Mission was born in 1996. For years, the small nonprofit focused on feeding the hungry, but in 2013, God made a way for SRMs Springs brings Rescue Mission to open a small winter shelter with room for 37 men and women. It started with a meal and quickly became a movement of hope that would change how our community hopes, uh, helps those in need. And let me tell you something, uh, this has become a model program around the country for those who have fallen on hard times. Yeah. So, Jack, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, let's get to know you a little bit, man.
2: Well, thanks for the opportunity, <laughs> Dirk. And uh, uh, this really shouldn't be about me because it's not. Well, I appreciate um, that. But, but uh, who are
1: we talking to, though? So,
2: uh, uh, Jack Briggs, uh, president CEO of Springs Rescue Mission. And I have the privilege of being able to serve there. Uh, it's been a bit of a journey to get to uh, where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I affectionately say that i am a colorado springs inside outsider okay um so i was a little kid here my dad was stationed here in the army uh in cheyenne mountain uh and my mother was a school teacher and i went to yogi bear daycare at ent air force base right on so that was my start uh in Colorado (laughs) springs um, and then over the years, I, uh, uh, by the way, go Falcons, beat Navy. Uh, I'm a 1986 grad from uh, the United States Air Force Academy. Nice. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, we've always had a connection with the uh, Colorado Springs mm-hmm. uh, throughout my Air Force career, coming back here a couple of times. And my final assignment in the Air Force was uh, I was the director of operations for U.S. Northern Command as a two star general mm-hmm. here uh, in Colorado Springs. When we retired, my wife got first vote on what we were going to do next. Very nice, uh, and that was uh, uh, because we had moved twenty times at that point. And twenty, so she, yeah. and so she <laughs> she had fifty one percent of the vote of what we were going to do next. And uh, she said, "You know, I'd really like to try New York City. It mm-hmm. sounds exciting." And the real reason was our daughter uh, lived there, was going to college there. So right on. we moved, and uh, I got a job at New York University as the vice president for public safety uh 15 campuses 11 countries about 75,000 folks wow and uh it was a great challenge and I enjoyed it very much uh then covid hit and it was a little less enjoyable I will have to say mm-hmm. uh some of the decisions made by some of the folks there uh to how restrictive it was it became uh, very difficult um but about that time I got a call from the folks at Springs Rescue Mission the board of directors I have to go back to when I was here as a general uh, I was on the board of directors for the rescue mission, and I've been connected to this uh, situation in society for a while. I had a sibling who was uh, addicted and on the streets in Denver, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, in 1988, she passed away. She got sick on the streets, and that's mm-hmm. a hard place to be sick, Sure is. Uh, and she passed away. So I've been familiar with this and, and engaged with it. And so I was on the board of directors. When we left in 2017, I stayed connected, not on the board, but just as a, a friend of the, of the rescue mission. And uh, at the time, Larry Yonker, the CEO, and I, you know, we connected uh, every so often on diff- different things. When uh, Larry was looking to maybe retire from that position, the board called me and uh, I got some really sage advice. Uh, from a mentor of mine, as I was debating, you know, is this something I should be doing, not doing? And uh, he said, Hey, Jack, you're a, a problem solver. So are you solving the problems that you want to solve with the people you want to solve them with? And I was thinking about what I was doing at, at NYU, and it was a good job, but it wasn't quite the same as something like this. And so my wife and I prayed about it, and, uh, and some other indicators were, Yeah, this is really something you should be considering. So it came out in 2020 interviewed and you know, fortunately was able to assume this position mm-hmm. of service in the community. So it, it's been a bit of a journey uh, to get here. Uh, I always thought that maybe my, my military career as a general officer was what I was really intended to do. Mm-hmm. But gosh, you know, I look back now and I think all of that stuff that I did as a, as a, I was a fighter pilot in the air force, but I was a leader, um, commanded units and combat uh, commanded the big, Airbase in uh, Afghanistan, Bagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these sort of experiences led me, and then what I did in New York, working with partners and those sorts of things, led me to where I am today. So uh, I'm, I feel very fortunate, grateful that I have the opportunity to serve this way.
1: Well, and it's an, it's an incredible mission because no community is immune from folks falling on hard times and they just find themselves lost, uh, and they find themselves in a world they never th- imagine no. they they would be. Uh, nobody nobody starts out saying, you know what, I, I quit on life and I'm just you know just going to live on the streets. I mean, that's there's a lot that goes into this, and there's a lot of misperceptions about homelessness and how people get there. Um, but you guys, you know, and it started with with the Visoric family and it's it's passed through now to Larry Yonker who, who served the mission with extreme grace and leadership and now you Jack, it's fallen on you uh, to help those people up as um, you know folks fall on those hard times. Tell me wh- what are some of the statistics just the high-level statistics around homelessness in Southern Colorado because we feel it's a prolific issue but in reality,
2: we're actually doing
1: pretty well here. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a really tough problem mm-hmm. and different communities have approached it in different ways. If you look at this, the numbers and I'm, you know, I've, I've got to sort of reference something that people can legitimately go back and look at it. So if you look at uh, the uh, housing and urban development HUD numbers and uh, uh, you'll see that homelessness has increased significantly in the past uh, 10 years Um, there's probably over 500,000 people on the streets uh, on any given night in America. Uh, And uh, coastally you see more numbers uh, and that may be because of the, uh, just the proximity to large cities and those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. But when you look at cities that are kind of the same size as, as El Paso County, Colorado Springs, um, and I'm going to give you a ballpark here and people will probably would probably debate me, but, we're in the same range, mm-hmm. uh, the, is roughly seven to 800,000 people. Um, cities about that size, like Portland, downtown Denver, um, San Francisco, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, those folks, HUD numbers, roughly 3,000 to 7,000 people are going to sleep on the streets each night. Wow! Not in a shelter, not in a hotel.
1: Not in a shelter, not in a hotel. Folks, we're hanging out with Major General uh, Jack Briggs. He's the CEO of Colorado Springs Rescue Mission here in Colorado Springs. This is an extraordinary mission, folks. Listen up, because we're going to get do a deep dive in how they actually serve the folks here and how you also can be involved. Back in a moment.
0: I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended when I showed him the x-rays he immediately knew exactly what was wrong we've had a tremendous experience with ramos law really i could not be
3: happier having the car accident was an accident finding ramos law was no accident
1: injured in a car accident ramos law can help ramoslaw.com all right we're back here second quarter with true north i am your host Ur Cobbs. quick shout out to ramos law for bringing us this platform to meet some of the individuals and organizations that are moving our community forward. And Springs Rescue Mission is no exception, folks. This is the organization some of you may know about, some of you may not, uh, but we're going to inform you today exactly what they do. Uh, They help a lot of folks here in the Pikes Peak region who have fallen on hard times. I'm sitting with their CEO, Major General Jack Briggs. He is retired Air Force and uh, has served our country, and now he is serving our community. Uh, with an amazing team down at Springs Rescue Mission. If you don't know where they are, uh, they're down on South Nevada Avenue. Is that right? That's correct. 5 West Las Vegas. 5 West Las Vegas in Colorado Springs. You can reach out to them if you're interested in making a donation at Uh, 719-632-1822. Become a part of this mission to help people back up on their feet and find their next steps forward in life. You can also get uh, some information or somebody to get back to you if you just dial in info at springsrescuemission.org. Uh, hanging out with Jack Briggs here. Jack, welcome back. Thank you, Dirk. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for the the little background yeah. on Jack Briggs and your journey here from all points uh, on the compass back here to Colorado Springs, where you finally found, I think, your, your, certainly one of your love languages, which is helping
2: people up. I, I feel very privileged that I get the opportunity to do that. Yep. And yeah. it's it's
1: a great organization. So let's kind of reset what is Springs Rescue Mission. Orient the listeners to what it is you guys do and um and, and how many folks, what's the
2: impact you're having? Right. So uh here in Coro Springs, as I as I mentioned prior to the segment, uh that you know we have got these cities that are kind of our size with thousands of people on the street. Caro Springs, and these are HUD numbers, not mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had under 400 this last uh, point in time count. Mm -hmm. That's a significantly different number, which allows us to address things in a significantly different way. All right. So if you have thousands of people on the street, you are past a tipping point of being able to provide individualized attention to people in terms of maybe mental health care, addiction, recovery, poverty, alleviation. What are those things that have gotten them on the street? And, when you're in that tip past that tipping point, you have to treat people in the aggregate. You have to kind of like warehouse people. You have to, this is where you're all going to stay. This is where you're all going to eat. Whereas here in the rest in Colorado Springs, because of the rescue mission and, and the other partners that we have in town, we can, we can address people individually. And we do that at the rescue mission through a variety of different programs that are focused on health work and housing. But one of the key principles that allows Colorado Springs to be different than other, other places is quite frankly, uh, political will and leadership. Uh, uh, Mayor Suthers and now Mayor, uh, Mayor Mobileye, mm-hmm. uh have have really been uh, staunch supporters of what the rescue mission is trying to do. So is City Council and uh, the, the El Paso County Commissioners. Everybody's kind of at the political level has been very supportive. That has trickled down into the the business community, other nonprofits. We all kind of work together, and and I I I, I don't take that lightly. I don't take that for granted that's because not a that's given not where, everywhere. No, that yeah. is definitely not and that's what helps us to kind of work through problems where sometimes we don't agree with each other or something along those lines, mm-hmm. but we're not fighting each other all the time and I think that that helps the community a lot so that at the rescue mission one of our key principles that helps us be successful is the partnerships that we have. Mm-hmm. And these partnerships are 50 plus or other organizations in town, whether it's veterans like Mount Carmel, or if it's another uh, homeless provider like uh, Homeward Pike's peak, or uh, you know, you, you know, I could go across uh, healthcare peak Vista as an example, absolutely we have 50 plus of these mm-hmm. th- and they have space and time uh, on our campus. We don't charge them for it. We want them there. Mm-hmm. And when you have, people come there because that they want to provide the service and the clients come there because that's where the service is. Then you get more providers and more clients. It's a bit of a flywheel and you start to address problems in the individual, not, not just in the aggregate. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps our numbers lower. Now, do we, do we have a problem in Colorado Springs? I guess, I mean, yeah, there's people on the street and people will see them and go, no, it's can't, that can't be right. I I can't tell you that we're, we're the best or we're the worst i can tell you we're we're on the right track and we're definitely going in the right direction mm-hmm. when it comes to this because uh, it you know your listeners are are going to know when they drive around that there's something going on right right uh but what they don't maybe realize is there's an option better than just giving something somebody on the street right
1: and that's where Springs Rescue Mission steps right. in. And that's where that individualized programmatic right. elements that you guys offer right. step up to the plate and make rehumanize them, you know, because they don't really feel no. they're detached from society in many ways.
2: They're right. They're very isolated yeah. and they've forgotten that they have worth.
1: So tell me, let, let's kind of set the table and help people understand homelessness okay? and how folks fall into this this <laughs> life. I mean. Sometimes circumstances just get beyond our control. Um, Jack, I'm going to let you speak. I mean, you, you see more of this every day than probably m- any of our listeners. Right. Um, so how do people fall on? I mean, how do they fall into this category?
2: I, I, I might say something that might surprise you, but I uh, and it won't when I say it, mm-hmm. um, your listeners know what I'm talking about, because whenever I go anywhere. Uh, And I talk about people who've been on the street or addicted or uh, have mental health issues. And those are two big drivers, addiction and mental health. You bet. Um, There's probably somebody that they know, either in their family or a very close friend or a work colleague who has experienced something like this. Uh, And when it's when they run out of uh, their own pride, when they run out of the resources, when they run out of the good favor of people who are just trying to help them Mm -hmm. they end up on the street that's right Uh, and definitely when it comes to drugs and uh, alcohol and mental health issues and i can't tell you which comes first sometimes it's mental health and folks will self-medicate with drugs Mm -hmm. sometimes it's drugs that drive mental health decomposition so you know those are two big factors others are just poverty you know the, the fact that people run out of money and they they can't live in their apartment anymore. They move to their car, then they lose their car, and then they end up on the street. You know, that's another pathway to get there. Right. So there's other service providers in town that can help people before they get to that. What we do at the rescue mission is we're the low barrier mission. So we take people where there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. They have no other option. Right. Uh, it's just the street or uh, someplace else. So we're going to, we're low barrier which means you can come to us you can be addicted you can be using drugs alcohol you can have mental the severe mental health issues we're still you're still can come as long as as long as you can be safe for right. yourself right. and others, start there. Right, if you can start there with us, mm-hmm. we're you're it, it, you, we're not going to make everybody like recite their five favorite ten commandments to come in and get food. Okay, <laughs> right. That's not the stage that people are at. Right now, we're a faith based organization. We are for, faith forward. Mm-hmm. We believe it's our secret sauce, and we encourage people to explore that if they're seekers. Uh, you know, we we, mm-hmm. we want people to um, to understand that. But it's not a stipulation. But it's not a stipulation at all. Of you being there. And like you said, you're
1: meeting people where they're at. And they're not, they may not be at the place where they can have a, an intellectual discussion about their journey. They, oh, no. They, they're, they're in survival mode. <laughs> they are. They
2: are very low on the Maslow hierarchy of needs. As, a, as in, if, you know, the first level is physiological, and they're mm-hmm. kind of below that. Because they're even very often when we have people that come to us initially, they don't care if they live or die. Uh, they're just a, to a point where their, their, their world is so bad that mm-hmm. if they get run over, okay. If, if they over, if they OD, okay. Uh, and, and uh-huh. that breaks our heart because we're, we're there for them because we see the worth in them that, you know, again, we're a faith-based organization. Mm-hmm. We believe the creator of the universe died for just them. Yeah. Now I have conversations with other people in the community that are not as, uh, that are not faith-based mm-hmm. and I only ask them this one question, do you think people have worth? And when, when we get that question out, everybody says, yes, of and I said, well, I agree with you. Right. So let's not debate about where that worth comes from. Let's agree to do this one person, one thing to help them in this one time to be better. Mm-hmm. If, can we cooperate to do that? And every time people say yes, because I'm, I'm willing to do that with people Because mm-hmm. the real focus here is on helping that individual, not just giving them something, but helping them reestablish their worth. So they can move forward.
1: Absolutely. Well, folks, you're listening to Jack Briggs. He's the CEO at Springs Rescue Mission, an incredible organization down on Five West Las Vegas. Uh, excuse me, Five West Las Vegas Street in Southern Colorado Springs. You can reach them at seven one nine six three two one eight two two, and uh, a friendly person will pick up the phone. And if you want to get involved somehow. Uh, whether it's financially or otherwise, they will help you get on the road. If you see somebody in trouble uh, who might need their services, this is also a great place to start and help them take their first steps towards regaining some semblance of control in their life. And this is a long journey, Jack. I mean, this does not just, you know, they don't just show up and it's an instant cleanse. I mean, they've been on a hard road they've been on you can hear the air force jets out there uh they've been on a long hard road it's it's a it's a different story for every person who's gone through the journey um but thank god you guys are there all right jack we're going to pick up there in the second half because we are humanizing the homeless conversation here uh on true north and we're with the chief executive officer jack briggs jack it's it's a dim territory where you guys work every day but however there are days when you when you pull somebody up and they just you know you've you, they've, they've graduated from your program mm. uh what's your jam song when you see somebody finally get up on their
2: feet man uh i guess you know my uh, from a long time when i was a kid it's rush limelight oh love it back in a moment
0: That matter to you. AM 1460
3: and FM 101.1. The
1: answer. All right, we're going to check in with some of our friends over at Boot Barn Hall in the entertainment district up on Northgate. Hey, Chloe, are you there?
3: I am. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Hey, what's going on up there this week?
3: Oh my gosh, so, so much. Boot Barn Hall is crazy busy. I mean, last week we had Night Ranger come in, which was so cool. Um, This next week, this weekend, we had Michael Jackson sold out last night. And then next weekend, we have a nothing but 90s. It is a Halloween party themed 90s, all those 90s babies and those classic NSYNC and Britney Spears songs up on the stage. It's going to be fun.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. Hey, I know it's the holiday season, Chloe, and I know your venue, Boot Barn Hall and uh, even Notes, are some of the best places to host employee parties, appreciation parties. Uh, how, How do we do business with you that way?
3: Yeah, totally. So Notes Bar, Bourbon Brothers Smokehouse and Tavern, and the Boot Barn Hall are great spots for your corporate gatherings, your family gatherings. We have rooms actually from that will seat 15 all the way up to 500. So, no, not just one or two rooms. I think we have about six or seven. So give us a call um, at one of our properties, and we'll be happy to kind of walk you through what options we got.
1: Absolutely. And you can also track them down at BootBarnHall.com. Chloe, thanks a bunch.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, we're back here in the second half talking all things uh homelessness here in Colorado Springs and it's you know it's it's not an issue that any community is immune from. I mean, we have people that have fallen on hard times. Jack was unpacking uh some of the dynamics that uh land people in the position they're in and it's certainly not their pre- premier choice. Uh sometimes you just you feel deflated and beaten up by life, and you know what you need is for somebody to look you right in the eyes and say, "I see you, brother. I see you, sister. And uh, let's start with who are you? What's your name?" And I'm going to give you my name. Jack Briggs is sitting across the board from me. Jack, welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you and your entire team. Thanks. Leading the organization at Springs Rescue Mission because this this is an act of love. It's not an act of charity. It's no. an act of love. It's an act of humanity. Uh, it's God's work, man.
2: It is. And I, uh, I, every morning I try to remind myself to love God and love people. And, and I'm you, not great at it all the time, but <laughs> I, I, I keep reminding myself. Yeah. But these know.
1: people give you the, the purpose. Right. To get up every morning yeah. and just find that one soul mm. that you can bring in for mm. a landing and um, hopefully start to uh, make sense of things again. Amen. Right. Yeah. So we started unpacking what the journey is like as they darken your doorway. And finally, uh, you know, there's no prerequisites. Uh, I mean, you could have had a indescribable night before mm. or afternoon. And, um, you know, most people would say, I got to get as far away from this individual as possible. Yeah. Uh, now, that does not mean once they darken your doorway, they can continue that behavior. No. Uh, I mean, there, there's in any relationship. There's some give and take. Yeah. Um, But start to, you know, unpack what those first few hours look like again and then take us to the next steps and how the folks really get into what
2: you're what you're there to do. So, as I mentioned, our first engagement is with uh, just getting to know who they are. Mm -hmm. We'll get them into our system and uh, and that way we can kind of track those services that they use uh, and also their progress. And that's a very uh, helpful tool that we can have for the individual But where we're going is to start to figure out what are the things that you dream about, right? Because they don't dream on the street. They're surviving. They're surviving. Uh, But if we can get them stabilized, and a lot of time that means food and a place to sleep and get some sleep because they haven't slept in days or they haven't eaten in weeks. Uh, And literally, uh, you know, anything other than maybe uh, some you know, some cookies or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we got to get some real food in them. And once they get a little stabilized, take a shower, get their laundry done. Uh, you know, these are kinds of things just to de- rehumanize somebody. Mm-hmm. Then we start to think about things like agency. Can you make decisions and dream about something for yourself that you probably weren't dreaming before? And so we inspire agency. We, we help people to dream, but we don't stop there because if a lot of our clients are not, they don't know the tools to make it happen. So we guide activity. So we inspire these, these agency ideas, then we guide the activity to maybe make that dream come true. As an example, you may have a young lady who's lost custody of her her kids and her dream is to get her kids back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we have a dream, right? Well, now what actions are you going to have to take for your own behavior, your own addictions, you know, legal issues, the variety of things, but we can start to set out a plan for Mm -hmm. someone that is, we can guide that activity. And then we celebrate consistency, because if we can get somebody to consistently start to make good decisions, we can celebrate that. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to stop there. We want to help them transition from this is what I do to this is who I am. So as an example, if I'm an addict, I can go through an addiction recovery program. I can do that, right? But it's com- I can, And I can walk away from it if that's all I'm doing. But I can if I can make the transition to I am a recovering addict, now every morning when I look at myself in the mirror, I can't walk away from that. I own it. And that's where this true agency gets really solidified because now I'm making decisions about my, myself and, and I'm not just the victim of the circumstances, but I can take a good decision through these activities and I can celebrate that consistency as I move forward in, in my recovery and towards my dream of whatever it is that they happen to have.
1: Absolutely. Jack, help us understand and frame a healthier thought process around when we see somebody who's mm-hmm. under the age of 30, mm-hmm. who is there, um, they look able bodied, mm-hmm. they look young, what's happened there. And how can we, as, as a population better framework, that discussion,
2: right? It's about incentives. Okay. Okay. You know, I could tell you about the, all the, the, you know, the psychology of it or the medical piece of it or all this, but for your listeners, it's about incentives. So if someone's on this, wakes up and they're on the street they woke up, they were sleeping in a bush or something mm-hmm. uh, or behind a bush and they need something. They need some yeah. water. They, they feel like they need something, right? Uh, they could come to the rescue mission, but they don't want to do that. So they go to the street corner with a sign. And so someone, people ask me all the time, what do I do when someone, I see somebody on the street corner with a sign? And I say, well, it, uh, you feel guilty, right? I get that. But guilt is about you. It's not about helping that person. You're going to do just enough so that you don't feel guilty anymore. So you might give them a bottle of water or a dollar or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you're incentivizing that individual to come back there again tomorrow because they wanted stuff. They stood on the street corner with a sign. They got some stuff. So when they wake up the next morning, they're going to go, okay, where do I get the stuff again? I go back to that street corner. Sure. Right? Whereas if you engage them by like rolling down your window and asking their name, this is a great transaction. You can say, hey, what's your name? Okay, my name's Jack. Uh, oh, my name's Dirk. Hi, Dirk. It's great to meet you. Mm-hmm. About that time, the the light may change, but you've had an, an engagement with them as a person. Mm-hmm. But you could also say, hey, you should go to the rescue mission. We, we, you know, uh, well, they won't take my pet. That's not true. We have 42 kennels. Okay. Right? We, we, we take pets. Right in fact, on. we're the only pet shelter in town that takes owners. Okay. So there you go. Um, <laughs> people like pets. Yes. Uh, so, um, you know, we have places to store your stuff, mm-hmm. we have a safe place that you can rest. During the day, if you want to, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, you can get something to eat. You can talk to people. These are the things that you, that folks can encourage somebody positively when they see something or they feel like they got to engage, they can say, try out the rescue mission. And when, and when someone says, no, I can't go there, that's mm-hmm. very unlikely. There's only a very few people. And I'm talking on a handful, like mm-hmm. one handful of mm-hmm. people who, because of they're very, very violent, mm-hmm. w- we can't. We can't expose the other clients to their violence. And and we know who they are, but everybody else now, sometimes people make mistakes and they, you know, they get upset or whatever. Mm-hmm. They can get a suspension for a few days, but twice a week you can come back. Uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you can get a reentry meeting and we can talk about what happened and how to better handle your, your anger, or maybe to deescalate a situation because we're trying to get people back. We're not trying to kick people out, right? Because the services and the help are there.
1: And you're trying to get them back on that train of agency.
2: Exactly. Right. And and they're going to fall off. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to take people's birthday away because they make a mistake or they relapse or something like that. We want them to be in that situation where there's restoration. We want to give them relief initially, but then we want to work towards restoration mm-hmm. so that they can reintegrate into society right. as, as as a mom or a dad or as a, a son or daughter or, or friend. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the kinds of the people that we're dealing with.
1: And I, and I appreciate the way you framed that interaction, Jack, because that's really where, for our listeners, that's where the river meets the road. You see the folks mm-hmm. at the intersection uh, or the off-ramp or on-ramp or whatever, and you see the sign, you see, you see the look in their eyes and they're deflated. Most mm. of them. Um, but you do see those younger people when you're like, in your mind, you're like, what happened? How did you get there? You're totally able-bodied. You're young. You've got your life ahead of you, but they too have also experienced that, that fall from grace, if you mm-hmm. will, or that fall off, uh, what we would consider to be a normal trajectory of life. Um, Sometimes through some fault of their own, but also through circumstances beyond their control it is both. And so really our reaction needs to be one of initially one of compassion, but not
2: instant charity. No, right. No, there, those are two different things. And one is toxic empathy because it, it actually uh, reemphasizes and re incentivizes. This is your station mm-hmm. in, in life. And we don't want that to them to feel like this is me mm-hmm. because it's not it. You know, the, the mistakes that you have made don't define who you are. They define who you are not. That's right. Right. And that's a that's a three doors down line, by the way. I can't steal it. Um, but <laughs> but it's true, a good one. Right. And, yeah. and so we're coming out with a book November 8th. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Meeting Homelessness with Hope. And it talks about three of our big ideas. Uh, but it, it, what you've heard me talk about today is all in there. And the, the target audience for the book is. Uh, municipality leaders so that they can have a better understanding of what they might be able to do in their, their local community, mm-hmm. uh, elected officials and those running for office in the next year. W- what might you look at as a campaign to, uh, to maybe address this in your community from a different perspective? We are unusual. Mm-hmm. And the last are just the general public to better understand homelessness, addiction and poverty and how it gets people into that situation. Answers across the board. We don't exclude things that we don't think are the best idea. We put them out there as well. Mm -hmm. But we really want the community to put pressure on those first two groups, the Mm -hmm. municipality leaders and the elected officials to say, hey, let's talk about this in a community environment. Because Colorado Springs is an example and, and a positive example. Very much. To do this. Yep. Folks, if you want to reach out to
1: the Springs Rescue Mission Dial 719-632-1822. This is not a handout organization. This is a real program that looks at each and every individual as a human being. We're back in a moment with Jack Briggs, CEO of Springs Rescue Mission, in just a moment.
0: One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law. Doctor. Lawyer. Partner. Combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes
3: for you. Booth Barn Hall. Your gateway to great entertainment. Bringing you world-class concerts and events all year round. Plus, looking for a venue for your next event? Check out BoothBarnHall.com. Booth Barn Hall. Your gateway to great entertainment. See you at the show.
1: All right, we're in the fourth quarter with one of the great organizations in Southern Colorado. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. You're listening to True North. We're going to get to it real quick here because we got a lot to say. Uh, Homelessness is a challenge in any community across the United States, but here in Southern Colorado, we are addressing it with a very different mindset. Uh, We're here to help folks get a toehold back in their lives, and uh, it's not... It's not what you think, folks. If you've listened to this broadcast so far, you understand the difference between an organization like Springs Rescue Mission and what they're trying to accomplish with people who have fallen on hard times versus what Jack describes as toxic charity toxic empathy toxic empathy and it's it, there's a differentiator and if you you know we watch, all watch the same newscast and we see Portland and San Francisco and l a and you, we see these crises evolving, and even in Denver here in Colorado. Uh, we're starting to see this more and more and more. This toxic empathy is is really counterintuitive to what we're trying to accomplish when you see somebody on the street. And, Jack, you, you explained it very well. I mean, it, it's kind of a natural impulse, but it's more about us and how we feel exactly. in the car. It, it is, exactly. Rather than what's really happening right. here. So let's, one more time, train the folks what does that a really productive positive interaction look like at that intersection?
2: Right. So when you pull up to the stoplight and somebody has a sign mm-hmm. and you're feeling that guilt again, it's just it's an engagement where you recognize them as a person because mm-hmm. no one ever asks a homeless person what their name is. And they might even give you their street name like Candy or Sugar or Baby or Cowboy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you got to you got to get through that and go, no, "No, no, no, no. My name's Jack. What's your name?" Oh, well my name's Mary. Mary, it's nice to meet you mm-hmm. because uh, I think it's Zig Ziglar or somebody like that said the sweetest lang- sweetest word you're going to hear in any language is your own name, <laughs> right? And yep. people have forgotten that. And so uh, getting that initial interaction with somebody where you're, you're being treated as an equal is, is really powerful. And, and so we're always trying to do that at the rescue mission through the, through incentives. And when I talk about toxic empathy, I'm not saying people are bad. It's just they, they feel that natural urge because they feel the guilt. Mm-hmm. And so they want to assuage their own guilt. And so they'll go like, what's the quickest thing I can do right here? Or I can give you some water, a bottle of, you know, or a granola bar or something like that. A couple of bucks, yeah. But you're incentivizing that behavior, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to incentivizing, hey, let, let's get you some real help. Because we don't hand out just a granola bar. We hand out a, a full scale meal. Right. Which you need because they're probably not eating very well or have slept or slept. Right. You know, you can sleep safely. You know, you're not going to get assaulted. Recently, our numbers have increased in terms of women and uh, the elderly. Mm -hmm. You know, these are two groups that are starting. We're seeing more and more uh, having to need our services, but it's because we're safe and we're secure and they're going to be safe. These are the starting points uh, when you're working with people to to engage with them when they can start to feel safe and they can bring their defenses down. Their defenses are on high when they're out on the street because they don't know what the next thing is going to be. Yeah. They don't know if the person is going to be nice to them or not nice to them. Mm-hmm. When they come to the rescue mission, as long as they're you know not a harm harmful to themselves or others, we're going to do our very best to meet them where they're at and start to move them in a direction towards uh, a healthier uh, and, and a better life. Yeah, This right? really is life 101 skills. It is in a lot of cases. And just
1: reintegrating, getting, getting that safe night's sleep, uh, because there's something about when you're on the street, I mean, your intuition, everything is spiked, mm-hmm. right? And it's tough to get that REM sleep and, you know,
2: absolutely. for,
1: for our listeners, most of us are, you know, pretty far away from a circumstance like this, right? So we're pretty far removed, Um,
2: But they know somebody who isn't,
1: but they know somebody who isn't. That's right. So we're Mm -hmm. not too terribly far away from somebody who has fallen on these hard times. And it's really helpful for us to understand what this exchange could look like that could actually help them start a road back to life, a road back to recovery.
2: Um, You know, one of the things that I that I have one question, I I don't mean to jump in, but one of the questions that I get asked asked a lot is, well, if you guys do such a great job, isn't everybody from all over the country going to come here? And the answer is no. <laughs> that okay. is a
1: good question. Yeah,
2: they're just not. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, Colorado Springs, as much as we love it, is not a well-known destination. Mm-hmm. Right. Denver, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, you know, the, Boston. Sure. You know, these are big places. They're mostly sports team oriented. So people know them. Mm-hmm. Even folks that are, you know, migrant uh, folks or immigrant folks or folks that are here. Uh, uh, they don't typically come to the to the rescue mission. Right. Two reasons. Uh, One is uh, there. We have rules. (laughs) just put it that way. Okay. Sure. So we have rules and some people don't like the rules, so they're not going to come. Okay. That's the other thing. Um, The other thing is uh, because we're not a destination about 70, 80% of the folks that we, that we engage with have a previous El El Paso County address. Right. Mm -hmm. So most of the people that we're dealing with are our neighbors.
1: Wow.
2: Right. So, you know, these are, Uh, These are important things to understand so that if people want to get behind this and whether you get behind the rescue mission or you get behind Catholic Charities or Homeward Pikes Peak or the place or wherever it is that you want to get behind what you're doing for this community is you're pulling everybody together to address those who need our help. To move out of what they're doing and not just to be incentivized to stay where they're at. Mm-hmm. That's the most destructive thing to do because you're kind of, like I said, consigning them to this is your role in our society. Right. You know, you're the town addict. Right. Like from a Western of right. some kind, you know, right. and that's not people. Yeah. That's a that's a caricature. Mm-hmm. And we don't want people to be turned into a caricature. We want them. You know, there's somebody. You know, I think about this. My own sister. Right. It's somebody's sister. Mm-hmm. It's somebody's uh, amen, brother. Mother or father or friend. You know, it's like yep. goodness sakes. Can't we? Can't we try something different? Yeah. We know what doesn't
1: work. That's obvious. So
2: let's try something different.
1: When you see that breakthrough moment, Jack, mm. um, come through, and somebody—I mean, it, it must be heart filling for, <laughs> for that volunteer, that that employee down there, who or your caseworker. I don't. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what you yep, call that, them. That's right, case manager. Um, when they break through and that, that that person looks them right in the eye and they see that mm. transition, somebody actually sees me mm-hmm. as a human being. That's right. right. Not a piece of trash on the street. That's right. Not a bum. Right. Right? Uh, they're not using that language. Yeah. They're not screaming out their window. They're not throwing me cash like a dancing bear. Right. Okay? They're looking me. They see me. That That's got to be step one. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's got to be the most fulfilling human experience oh, I can, imaginable.
2: I can tell you, uh, Oh, it's not uncommon when I tell, you know, when I'm talking to somebody at a function or something like that and they say, Oh, what do you do? And I say, Oh, I, I work at the rescue mission. And, uh, they're like, what? I said, yeah, the, the homeless shelter downtown, the rescue mission. And we talk a little bit and it's, it's very heartfelt and I appreciate it. I do, mm-hmm. but they'll, they'll kind of lean into me and they'll touch my shoulder and they'll whisper, Thank you for what you do. <laughs> and I say, Why are we whispering? Not a boy jack. I love it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I love what I do. Yeah. Because it is those moments. When I get to see God at work. I go to work and I get to see God do stuff like every day. Now that's me, that's my faith thing. Right. But I am so inspired every day because I see people that spark in their eye that you were just talking about, where they realize, you know what? I do want tomorrow to happen. Right. Uh, you know, that's a, I'm sorry, but that's a, that's a big step. Yeah. In I haven't, cases. I haven't
1: felt that in months, years, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want tomorrow to come because I think it's going to be better than today.
1: Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel. Um, but tell us about this book and what you guys are open to accomplish
2: with right. it. Right. So there's four of us that wrote it. Larry, uh, who was the CEO before me, uh, Mike Hamill, who is the, uh, uh, sort of the professional writer. And then Joel Subersma, who's our, uh, uh, Senior Director for Transformation mm-hmm. is to try to get the message out to folks about what what this community has been able to accomplish when we've come together through the political will, through the will of uh, of donors, through the community support, through businesses, and and uh, and just individuals. Uh, all of those things together, other service providers, mm-hmm. to work together to to really tackle this this issue, and by by putting it in, on paper. What we're hoping to do is to inspire people to just take a look uh, and see if there's something that they might learn out of this. And I, I will, I will offer that. I think you will learn stuff Uh, and, and, and that's good. And we appreciate what North has done Mm -hmm. in, in terms of helping us uh, to get our message out in your magazine, Mm -hmm. uh, this opportunity, this platform, um, but just uh, you personally, uh, Dirk in helping us as an organization to gain traction in the community. uh, Because It's not about you. It's not about me. You know, you and I know that. Right. Um, And getting the community to be a part of that um, is is, it changes everything. It It, changes everything.
1: It totally changes everything. And obviously, when when it has an employer implication too. I mean, when employers are looking at a community, they're seeing the whole community involved here. Right. Uh, The individual, the corporations, uh, the community nonprofits like Springs Rescue Mission. Tell us one more time: Can we volunteer? Absolutely. Okay. And can we become a part
2: of your staff? Uh, We have jobs. Okay. We have jobs available right now.
1: Love it. Uh, So walk people into Springs Rescue Mission if you're on that side of the fence.
2: Right. If you're looking at, like, I want to know more, Mm -hmm. right? You can go to springsrescuemission.org, Springs, with an S, springsrescuemission.org, all one word, Mm -hmm. and Well, the dot org part. And then you're, uh, and it will open you up to a variety of things. You can take a virtual tour of the campus. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've set that up so that you can take a tour without even coming down. But sign up for a tour to figure out what the, uh, uh, what it is we do. And, or maybe it's better for you to just sponsor. We have what's called the Good Samaritan Sponsor Program. All right. It's $25 a month. And if you, if for $25, you get, you sponsor one bed for one night. It's a good right? start, and right? And everything that comes with that, food, shelter, clothing, medical care, everything for one night. Corporate sponsors are 700 for a bed for a night or for a month. Right. Right. And that's on that's on the website, too, and you can read more about it, and there's little perks that you get and that kind of thing.
1: SpringsRescueMission.org. We've been hanging out with Jack Briggs, CEO. Thank you for your service, Jack.
2: It's been a privilege to, today to do this. It's a privilege to serve. And thank you, North and Dirk, personally, thank for uh, being such a great supporter. Appreciate you, brother.
1: All right, folks, we're back next
2: week with True
1: North.
0: True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the
0: use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.